Like, tell us about Maldives. Oh. Like, what was your experience there? It's paradise there. It really is. Wow. It's totally amazing. Like, um, it's it's very different to like my other type of travels or our other type of travels. Like, it's more tranquil and peace you know it's not the adventure junkies holiday i wouldn't say it's more no. like a couple family type thing like there's not adventure stuff to do like there's water spots Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things for this season from around the world. Today, we have a beautiful guest. Can you tell us who you are and what do you do? Hello, my name is Tola. Um, I live in London. I'm a nurse by profession, but I love to travel. Oh, a nurse by profession, but love to travel. So what got you into traveling? To be honest, when I look back at it, I think it was kind of a thing that just happened from my childhood. Um, I was born in Nigeria and we used to live in the city, but my dad is from the country and he worked as a banker, but every weekend, like he would work Monday to Friday and every weekend we all had to travel back to the countryside. And this was a thing that like, I'm the last in the family. So as my brothers grew, they would just make themselves unavailable. So they didn't have to go with him. But as the littlest, I always had to go with him and I just enjoyed the fact that on the route down we'll stop at little villages along the way and um, I enjoy stopping for food and you know meeting the locals and so I think that when I reflect on it I think that's where it came from for me it's just the experiences of new places and new people and I suppose then in my adult life I just you know thought there's so much of the world to be seen and there's so much to be experienced so why not Awesome. So what was your first trip as an adult? Like, you know, being able to fund your own trip and mm. the building up to the excitement of getting there. Mm. So the first ever trip I went to by myself as an adult was to Paris. Um, it was a bit of um, a situation because prior to um, getting my um, European citizenship, I held a Nigerian passport, which means it's a bit more of a process to traveling because then you have to apply for visas to where you're going to and the likes of that. So, um, yeah, my first trip was to France, Paris. And first I had to go through the process of applying for a visa and then they had to grant you your visa and then you can make your reservations for your hotel and, you know, your flights and things like that. I suppose right now it's traveling is slightly simpler because it's less complicated in terms of seeking approvals first if you have the money then you can just you know get up and go rather than you know prior when there was a bit, a bit more of a process but you know if it didn't stop me then when I still had to go through a lot of processes to go I suppose it won't stop me now <laughs> so what was that experience like what was what was getting to Paris like for you it was exciting because you know it was one of the places that I really wanted to go because, you know, everybody talks about, you know, Paris has been all this like totally romantic. And I, the first time I traveled, I went with my husband. So we went together and um, even from when I was a child, I wanted to go to Disneyland Paris, but I didn't go until I was an adult. So that was like our first stop. And we spent like two days exploring the park. And then we, you know, did a bit of the other stuff that people do in Paris, like going to Eiffel Tower and the rest. But um, it was just the beauty of, you know, going somewhere that you've always wanted to go and you know 
it, it was as magical as I imagined it would be. And, you know, just, I suppose for me, traveling is just being somewhere new and just immersing yourself in the experience. Um, you know, I, I suppose, I don't know how much better I could explain it, but, you know, just the thrill of being somewhere new and just wanting to know about it and trying to, you know, put yourself in that moment and enjoy it really. Right. So it's crazy because um, some people, so you know how they say that you never want to meet your idol or you met, never want to go to that, like, um, to your, your bucket list place or your, your, like the place you most want to visit the most because you'll feel disappointed if it doesn't mm. meet your expectations. So I, it sounds like Paris met every expectation, especially Disney World. I mean, yeah. I have yet to been to Disney World or Disneyland here in the United States. No so, way. Are you crazy? So <laughs> I'm still working on my adult adventures. So, <laughs> so I definitely feel you on that, you know? Um, mm. And it sounds like it met everything that you expected. Right. Absolutely. I suppose awesome. I put so much effort into, as I said earlier, like first I had to get approval in terms of visas to get in. And at each stage, you know, you could be met by, well, sorry, you can't come because it was quite invasive. They asked you for your passports and your bank details and your working details and all of this. So, you know, I think I was so eager to go that getting there, it was just like a dream come true for me. So maybe there might have been some things that I wasn't happy with, but the fact that I was there alone was great for me if you get what I mean yeah yeah I had the same experience so we went for the year to turn last year for Ghana and this okay. visa process was the most extensive process I've ever experienced <laughs> um and so and so um I went to you know I, I went to Egypt I needed a visa for Egypt I just went down to the consulate got it the same day you know what I mean mm. um but this this the Ghana visa was just like mind-blowing uh, unrealistic um because mm. so many people were trying to go at the same time at the same time mm. and i mean i'm glad that i wasn't the only one experiencing this but mm. it was just crazy so only, you right? mentioned yeah. your the thrill the adventure are these the things that just keep you wanting to find different locations to to visit or is it just something else as well i suppose i just feel like there's so much of the world out there to be seen and why not? Like, why would you want to be stuck to the four perimeters of where you are? There's so much of the world to be seen. There's so much to be experienced. And I suppose every country, I try and take away something from everywhere I go. You know, whatever it is that, you know, the, the country takes. Like, I like to, as much as most times we travel, we visit all the touristy spots and that's where we go. But I try and not limit myself to, you know, where's buzzing in this town or where's all the things happening in this town. Because sometimes, you know, especially with Instagram, sometimes you've not been to places, but you feel like you have. <laughs> you see. For real, it makes you seem like, oh, I've been there, I've been there, I don't need to go there anymore. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like to do the local stuff because... The Instagram stuff, once you finally hit the locations on Instagram, so many people there. And guess what? Everybody's got their phone out doing this. And, you know, and, and it makes it feel like, all right, I don't want to go here anymore. I want to go somewhere else. Anymore. So that's amazing. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So with all your travels, um, being a person mm -hmm. of being a, a woman, especially um, traveling, um, traveling while Black, right? How mm -hmm. has that experience been? It, have you found preferential treatment in some places and not so much so in others, or it's been pretty much the same for you all around? To be honest, prior to uh, traveling solo, I, as I said, I mostly, 
I've never traveled by myself up until this year. So it's mm -hmm. either like we go on a family holiday or I go away with my husband. So sometimes, I don't know, sometimes just having somebody else there with you, you kind of feel a little bit of extra security, like, okay, maybe it's not so bad. Or even though probably my husband would probably be the first person to run away, signs of danger. <laughs> but sometimes it's just good to They don't, that. they look, they see a big guy next to you, they're not gonna even bother you, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> But I suppose this year in January was my first ever solo um, solo trip and I went to Malaysia and it took a lot of me psyching myself into, because it's totally out of my comfort zone. Um, and even in my own life, I'm not, well, I never thought like I was someone that enjoyed my own company because I'm never really alone. Like I have three children. I've been with my partner for the longest time and then I come from a big family so from leaving home then I got married so I never had that time alone where I was like by myself so traveling going off for a week by myself even like my family were nervous for me that are you really sure you want to do this but you know it, it just was something that I wanted to explore like you know it, it, it there must be something to get from it and going to um Malaysia a whole like 13 hours or 14 hours from from London was a bit of you know, I might as well do it. I was scared, I wouldn't even lie. And um, I, I did all the safety things, like I told my location on all the time, just so, um, <laughs> if you don't hear from me for more than an hour, God, please, so, you know, whatever it was. But um, yeah, that was the first time that I would say that I had some, I was a bit apprehensive about traveling, but you know, something in me just wanted to do it just so, I knew I was able to do. I don't know what I was trying to prove to myself anyway, but um, I'll say that was my most challenging trip trips yet. But looking back at it, I would say it was one that I got the most out of. Um, in terms of, you know, I planned my own itinerary. I knew, I did a lot of research in, into, as you know, as a female and a black woman, is it safe to travel to Malaysia? And YouTube helped me a lot because then I found another lady who had been and, you know, our experiences weren't all that bad. And that's why I decided, okay, maybe I'd go. And I wanted to see more of Asia anyway. So that's why um, I was like, okay, I'll go there. So I had a list of things. I feel like going solo was where I did the most stuff. Because when you travel with other people, like sometimes it's hard to get your husband out of bed or the kid is sick or this happens or that happens. But so, yeah, going by myself, I feel like I did everything I wanted to do or I set out to do. So I, I want to step a couple steps back before we move forward. Um, okay. With that being said, you know, how, you know, because I hope to one day be as fortunate as you to travel around with family. So mm. how are you able to kind of maneuver the multiple children and husband on travel? Mm. How does that work for you as a as a mom? And it takes a lot of planning. Um, so it, I suppose because it takes a lot of planning. That's the best I would say. I Prior to now, I usually always plan our trips in advance. I won't even lie. Like, you know that, I know that the kids are always going to be off two weeks at Christmas and they're going to be off for two weeks at Easter. And then they're off for like six weeks in the summer holidays. Um, the summer holidays is the most expensive time to travel. So that's why I always book the year in advance. At least that's the cheapest you get it. So um, mm. that's what I used to do. I know when, you know, the kids are going to be off and, you know, I plan way ahead to make to keep prices as minimal. That's you know if you um, if you book your plane tickets a year in advance, it's as cheap as you get it. If you book your hotels a year in advance, it's as cheap as you get it. So if you know when you're going to be off, 
and then you book your annual leave well in advance, off you go. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna revisit this in the next set in the future <laughs> segment of the show. So mm. um, just keep that in mind. Okay. Um, so so we are now in a worldwide pandemic, right? Crazy um, times. We, you know, we're in a situation where we're hoping to be on a better side of things now, and as 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 opportunities to kind of vaccinate people are now available. Um, that's where we are today. But yeah. let's take a couple steps back. Where were you when the world started to shut down as it relates to COVID-19? Okay. I think I mentioned earlier that I went to um, Malaysia in January. So in January, the world hasn't shut down, but there was talks. So there was talks about, you know, what's going on in China, and, you know, at that point, I was just buzzed about going away and my flight wasn't canceled. So off I went. And um, coming back, though, I felt like, especially when I was back in work, if I just sneezed a little, people like turned the side eye at me, like, what's going on with you and whatever the heck it was. But um, yeah, so that was literally my last travel was to Malaysia before things, you know, we, we ate proper lockdown in March. I was at home in March. I live in London. So I was at home in March when the old, well, everywhere shut down, basically. Um, yeah. Um, what, what exactly was it you asked me about it? Yeah. So how, so where were you and then how did it impact you? I, I suppose I was at home, so I'd, I'd already returned from my trip when it happened. And mm -hmm. in terms of, well, I work as a nurse, so I suppose it's business as usual. Oh, Frontline um, worker, oh man, salute to you. <laughs> I suppose it was business as usual, but in a different way. I'm lucky that I work in um, in the community, so uh, kudos to you know the nurses that work in the hospital setting. It, 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 I, I really do you know, take my hats off to them. And the community as well is, is you know, it's challenging, but, you know, you, it's not as intense. I, I, I wouldn't even lie. Like, I did, I do home care, so I go into people's homes, and these are families that you develop a connection with, and, you know, they kind of become a part of your little bubble and a part of your little clique, if, if I could say the same. But it's not... So it's business as usual as in terms of I have to continue to go to work because, you know, mm -hmm. you're a nurse and you, need, you have to care for people. Right. Um, it impacted me the most in terms of, you know, the whole country shut down. So then the children and myself and my husband work in healthcare. I think that was the biggest challenge for us is that we both were needed in work, but then we had three children that didn't have school. Mm. And then so it meant that we had to kind of work against each other's shifts so that one person could be home and the other could be in work. So it meant... We never really saw each other. And then whoever wow. was at home was left with the homeschooling thing. Oh, my God, that was the pain of my life. Um, <laughs> I have so much respect for teachers. And um, I would, <laughs> they, I owe them Christmas presents, Christmas cards, <laughs> Christmas chocolate. Every, you know, I, I really think that, you know, teachers are such unseen heroes. And I, I don't know how they just teaching my three children was a struggle. I don't know how they teach 20, 30 odd children. That was my biggest challenge was having, you know, the responsibility of work and the responsibility of educating children. Oh my God. Mm. I almost pulled yeah. every strand of my air out. It was the most difficult. <laughs> so <laughs> what, are the, what are the age time. ranges? Cause that's going to tell the audience what kind of how much hair you may have had at the end of that that semester well my littlest is six and then um my daughter Ooh. is 12 and my eldest is 15 
So, uh, so you had the kindergarten, festival. first grade, all the way up until ninth grade. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I suppose the... <sighs> The, the elder, the old, well, my 12 year old was like kind of like the other one to teach because uh, she, like, my son was fine. The first one is fine because he could kind of get on with his own stuff. But, um, and then all these things, oh gosh, like my daughter needed, needed help with like biology. I've forgotten all of that. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you, people say, why would I need this education anymore <laughs> beyond high school? This is you an do. exact reason why we all need to keep, because let's be honest, um, <laughs> history repeats itself, right? We had influenza back in the early, right? And now we have COVID. COVID. And back then, I, I'm assuming they had some form of homeschooling, right? Yeah, and so absolutely. now, you know, we just need to make sure we keep these elementary school books so that we can go back for a refresher every so oh long. my god and you don't want to look like that parent that doesn't know what she's talking about <laughs> you know what quite honestly there's more that there's more out there that are willing to admit it you know but you're the parent you're not supposed to look not so much smarter than your five-year-old you know what i mean absolutely <laughs> Uh, that so, was the most challenging. Absolutely, the most challenging was the teaching. But you, you did it, though. You did it, you know. Yeah, because we didn't have much are, choice. You <laughs> exactly. You learn a little bit more every day, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So, so we're talking about homeschool, and then now it's becoming part of our new norm. Mm. Um, I, I, with with you now shutting down again because of another strand out there. Um, <sighs> How are you guys adjusting to the new normal? Because, I mean, at some point or another, things were a little bit lenient. You guys were able to walk around, get out. Mm -hmm. But now things are being shut down again. How are you guys okay. adjusting to these ebbs and flows in, in, in the environment? It's difficult, to be honest. It, it, but I suppose the lesson I've learned from it all is you, you really... It, it, I suppose this year, more than ever, I'm more appreciative of the little things. Like, um, it was our anniversary um, just on, uh, gosh, I can't speak, on Christmas Eve. And as I said to you earlier, I always book our trips well in advance just because it's cheapest. <laughs> so, I really don't, I really never ever want to pay more than I should for any holiday. And gotcha. um, coming up to the time, I we were just so nervous about, oh, we'll be able to travel. And myself and my husband for our anniversary every year, we just try and get away because sometimes as parents, you kind of self-neglect and, you know, your duty, your role as a parent comes first, and then you know you kind of come down later on down the line after the kids have been sorted. Completely so understand. we, yeah, so we try and you know for our anniversary just go away by ourselves without the pressure or you know uh, always you know not having that you know parenting responsibility on you for that one week or five days or whatever time you know we're able to get away. So I was just looking a bit sad and disappointed that oh we will not be able to go away this year. Luckily we were able to travel. Like literally we went um at tier three and the next day after we got to Maldives then we went into tier four. So I was just wow. happy that we were I able to get this, away. This, hold up you just you just flexed on us real quick and just kind of glanced over it. Right, you know, let's let's listen. I I I, I listen, right? I listen. <laughs> okay. So for your anniversary, you went to the Maldives. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. 
We did, and I'm now, so glad. I literally almost that's you remember the last time I booked we the, the time was so messed up because I wasn't really sure of right. the time zones and what it was going to be like, but we literally just returned mm-hmm. yesterday. Um we returned Christmas morning and I literally uh I'm still jet lagged, my body clock is not right, but I'm glad I'm here with speaking it's with you good. anyway. So so tell me it because that's a place I want to visit. Like tell us about Maldives. Oh, wow. Like what was your experience there? It's paradise there. It really is. Wow. It's totally amazing. Like, um, it, it's it's very different to like my other type of travels or our other type of travels. Like, it's more tranquil and peace. You know, it's not the adventure junkies holiday. I wouldn't say it's more no. like a coupley family type thing. Like, there's not adventure stuff to do. Like, there's water spots, um, but that's about it. There's no like mountain climbing or hiking or the rest of the stuff yeah. it's more where so you go when to go if you want to go relax chill. unwind and literally relax do Absolutely. nothing but lay on the beach or on the water yeah. all day long yeah and have people just serve you cocktails listen that's a life to live listen you rounded <laughs> yeah. out the new year the end of this year with a beautiful vacation you know oh, what I'm so mean? grateful. I'm and so uh, well, grateful. from what I hear, well deserved. You know, you got two semesters of homeschool, which you are now proficient in math, science, and the social science, <laughs> right? And you know, in the midst of it all, still having to work and care for the people within the community. So that's mm-hmm. definitely well deserved to both of you all. Um, I'm so happy we were able to go. That's amazing. So. As far as travel, right? Like, what are some of your top five things or tips that you would give somebody looking to start traveling? Um, I want to also incorporate um, families that are looking to travel together because you sound like you got it down packed. And, um, you know, I know some of my guests would probably love to, some of my, hope, my listeners would love to hear what is it that, you know, you as a parent do to make sure that not just you as solo travel, but you as a family can travel together. Okay, I suppose if you definitely for plan um traveling as a family, it, it can be quite expensive. So I'd say plan well in advance. And the thing is, traveling for me is an experience. Like you don't have to go to you know the most, especially if I'm traveling with my children. Sometimes I keep it in between Europe because it would not be as expensive as, for example trying to fly your whole family to Dubai. So you have to look at your budget and book well in advance. The best advice I can give is book well in advance. You know when you're able to go. You know, sometimes people say, oh, last minute travel is cheap and all of these type of things. But if you have children, I think it's better to, you know, plan well in advance. If you're someone that, you know, has, you know, I wouldn't say it's what I do because I, I don't have it down to a T like that. Some people have like holiday funds and you know, they put money into it every month and whatever it is. But what I do is I put a deposit on holidays. Most of these companies do it. You can secure your holiday with a little deposit. Sometimes 150 pounds you secured your holiday. And then what I do is I have a whole year to pay it off. No pressure. You know, so that's what I mostly do. I book my, like for now, I know British Airways starts their holidays on Boxing Day. They start their holiday sales. So I start hunting down, where can I go next year? <laughs> You know, next summer is July, August. I book my holidays from now. And it means that I can secure it with something from 75 pounds to 300 pounds. And then you have the rest of all this time to pay off. 
that's why I do and it works fine. Sometimes I put book um, deposits on three or four holidays and I know I just pay off the, you know, the quickest one first. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, I book my holidays now, I can I might book my Easter one, book my summer one, book my October next year one, book my Christmas one, like I did for our Maldives holiday, we'll book Christmas, <laughs> book it all. You know, all you have to do is put a deposit on it and then, you know, you start paying it off in terms That's or in nice. the frequency of the one that you go, you're going next. So whichever one is next, you know, you have to pay that one off quickly. And, you know, it, it works. As, as, as I said earlier, if you're going to travel with kids, it's probably cheaper if, you know, your destination is not so far away. So look at places closer to home. There's loads of places in Europe that's amazing for kids. And, you know, with children, they're not as fussy. They just want to go away somewhere where they'll have the best time. If they're with you, they'll have the best time anyway. And everywhere has potential. Every single place you go to. It doesn't have to be, you know, Instagram paints this all, or you have to go to wherever you go, there's potential. Just, you know, book that flight and go there. Awesome. Awesome. So what would you say so far, right? Because you you said you have a 12-year-old, right? Or 14, Mm. 16 year old? 15 is now. 15. The eldest is 15. So in the 15 years of traveling as a family, where do you what would be, let's say, your top five and i know it's probably going to be tough but top five family destinations within europe within europe yeah with yeah i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it within europe just so that i i'd um, say without even you know flinching spain is good like it's cheapest chips and you'll have the best time there you have good weather you know it's better than uk in terms of weather um you can go for spring summer whenever you go end of summer um Spain I think I've we've been to like almost every every city there um so my first one would definitely be Spain then you know Paris is quite cheap to fly to as well you can even take the Eurostar to get there so you don't even have to fly you can get a train and the kids always Mm, love going back to Disney so it's always just looking around places where like my kids because of the ages that they are they like places with theme parks you know, so when we go to Paris, they always love going back to Paris. Spain as well, they have loads of team parks. Wherever city you go to, there's something. So anywhere with like team parks and a water park, they're happy. Okay, yeah, you so can we got the day Spain, France, France, where else? Portugal. Portugal mm. is nice and cheap to go to as well. Um, this year we booked to go to um, Turkey. Turkey is quite inexpensive, but I suppose because of COVID, we weren't able to go. But we booked mm. to um, to go to Malta as well. It's nice mm. and cheap to go to. You have an amazing yeah. time there. Where else? Where else? Where else in Europe? Cyprus. We've been to Cyprus as well. Not expensive. Nice, nice and cheap. Nice, nice. So um, you mentioned you're you're looking at future trips. Like, what are some of the future trips that you're looking for? Family, I, solo, uh, yeah. uh, anniversary. Yeah, I suppose in terms of future trips for next year, I'm just looking at the places that we weren't able to go to this year that I booked already. So we okay. were meant to, as I said, go to Istanbul. I really hope that, you know, we'll be able to go next year. Um, so I, I for, for the family, that's where, that's where I'd booked for us to go to this year was to Istanbul and to um, Malta as well. Okay. Um, for myself, I, I still have a flight to South Africa, which is I'm looking at every day. It's not cancelled yet. So my solo trip. So I pinned it down to traveling for my birthday as a solo trip, as a gift to myself. And okay. then for Christmas, then we travel for our anniversary. And in between that, we try and squeeze two family holidays 
as well. Nice. Um, so I'm at booked. Well, I have a booking for South Africa now. I don't know if we'll, I'll be able to go or not because now there's the new strain of COVID and all of this. There, and currently, yeah. flights from there to the UK are banned. So I don't know what way that's going to work out for me. But definitely, I'll try and rebook like our holidays to to Turkey. I really want to bring the kids to Turkey, and nice. um, also to Greece. I've not been to Greece at all before, and it looks amazing there. So definitely, like Michael knows. Italy, yes. So I've been to, well, we've only been to Milan and Naples, but um, I'd love to go to Rome. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so so what do you got going on that you might want people to find out about you um, on Instagram or Facebook or wherever it is that you you have your side hustles going? (laughs) I suppose um, I started my Instagram this year because, you know, well, there was COVID and we were spending a lot of time at home. <laughs> um, and it was just, it just came about from, you know, reminiscing on your trips. So sometimes you just go through your phone and it brings up back all the beautiful memories of, you know, where you've been and the experiences you've had. And I suppose that's why I opened it up. And it was for me as like a black woman and being Nigerian, sometimes there's this, oh, I have people ask me a lot like, oh, um, you know, how are you able to travel and how do you manage it? And especially the question you asked me as well, like, oh, how are you able to go away with your kids? And, you know, I, I do, you know, sometimes when you're in a situation, you don't see it, you're like, oh, it's not rocket science, it's doable. But then you remember that when people keep asking you, it means that there's a need, you know, it means that people don't, you know, are probably not in that your privileged situation where you feel like it's doable. So I've just made the account just so, people can see that I'm not a super person. I'm just a random person. So if I'm able to do it, then you can. And sure, I can show you. So, and if you need to ask me, do, because I'm not a hoarder of information. And I do want, you know, especially we as Black people, you know, there's so much of the world to be seen. And, you know, it's, it's not as expensive as people believe it is. Like I said already, you know, you can put such a little deposit and then start paying off your, you know, your balance as you can afford to. So it's just a matter of, you know, putting a bit of effort into it. And as I said, it's not rocket science. Anybody can do it. And I suppose that's what, that's the whole aim beside my Instagram is just to see that I'm a normal person and I can do this and I can show you up. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, right? It's because you show how it's possible. Because I mean, for me, um, when I got out of, actually when I was in college and got out of college, um, you know, I was able to move around and travel because I realized if I set certain expenses aside, I can afford the elaborate trips that I want to take. And, um, you know, some people think my trips cost thousands of dollars when they only cost maybe half the price they think it is, you know, um, and to your point, sometimes you got to plan well ahead. I like to plan yeah. six months to a year out. So by the time the trip comes, it's paid off and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you I know something I mean? to look forward to all year as well. That's what it usually is for me. Like, I, you have something to look forward to. You know, you're doing this and then you're doing that after. It's, it's lovely. So tell us where people can find you. What's your Instagram page and your Facebook oh, page so, if you have one? Yeah, so my Instagram is at Paula's Adventures. You can find me on there. My DMs are open if you have any questions to ask me. As I said, I'm not a hoarder of information. I'm more than happy to share um, my experiences or, you know, give advice on whatever it is that's putting, you know, a stop to you seeing the world. 
Awesome. Well, I am honored. I am truly honored that you blessed me with the knowledge of parental <laughs> traveling. Um, and, you know, honestly, you know, with the little bit of time that you had to join the show, um, you could have easily said no, but you said yes. Oh. And I appreciate you so much because you are you are propelling the mission and vision of the show, which is showing more people that look like us in the diaspora that it's possible to travel and we can really see the world if we really want to. So I actually thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad to have been here, you know, sharing experiences and speaking with you. Yeah, true vibe. Thank you for having me.